Hi, it's Carolina. I'm so excited that you could join us on the City Point Redcliffe podcast. You're just about to hear a message from one of our incredible preaching team, and I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. If it does encourage you, why don't you share it with someone who you know might need to hear it as well? And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the messages that are uploaded every single week. And for now, sit back and enjoy. I hope you get blessed. Um, Pastor Aaron Lucas from our uh, location in Colorado uh, let me know that uh, a woman just gave him a present. It was her walking stick because she was totally blind and she got healed at a service. And so she gave gave him the walking stick because she no longer needed it. And then uh, last week after I shared that, a lady came up to me at church and said, um, on Wednesday that week, a dog jumped up and scratched her eye and ruptured her eyeball. Um, and so she went to the doctors and uh, they said they need to do a bunch of surgery and different things like that. Um, that was on the Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday. She went back on the Friday, which she'd been prayed for. Uh, she went back and the rupture had totally healed. She can see fine. She didn't need surgery. Um, <clears throat> You know, I'm still a believer in miracles. (laughs) I still reckon they happen quite more frequently than we expect. And I think they strike just as quickly as tragedy does. So get ready for your miracle to turn up and uh, see God move powerfully. You know, I I just got to let you know, the Bible says that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Um, I I want you to know I've done the research. Politics doesn't have all the answers. As good as education is, it doesn't have all the answers. Science, as smart as we are, it doesn't have all the answers. I've looked at all the other religions around the world, they don't have the answers. Can I tell you today that Jesus Christ is the only hope for us, our generation, and the world around us. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And even if things get tough or hard or don't go the way you plan, there's still nowhere else to go. He's all you've got. It doesn't matter how hard, I remember the story, I feel like, you know, uh, there's a story in the Bible where uh, Jesus preached this really hard message and a whole bunch of people leave and he turns to Peter and he says, what about you, Peter? Are you going to go? And I love these words. He looks at Jesus and says, where else can I go? (laughs) What else is there? And you know what? That's the absolute truth. Jesus Christ is your only answer. And if it gets tough, stay in there. He is your only answer. There's nowhere else. We don't, the mankind does not have it. As smart as we are, we don't have it. We're still that silly. We decide to take more than we need as we watch Russia go into the Ukraine, as we watch China gear up maybe to go into Taiwan. It doesn't matter how smart mankind thinks they are. They are nothing without the Savior leading them into their future. Jesus Christ is your answer. He is the world's answer. And... Uh, uh, I'm going to speak. Uh, this, we're doing this sort of um, ripple effect month, and ripple effects about the decisions we make, the relationships we have, and uh, talks about that when we make a decision, it doesn't just affect us; it goes on and on and on. And uh, I'm going to speak to you probably one of the most important things, and it it doesn't it's not glossy or, or spectacular, but it's one of the most important things that I believe every person needs to have. And uh, and I'm going to unpack it pretty quickly and pretty uh, significantly in this moment we have together. But I want to speak to you today about vision, the ability to see into your future a little bit. Uh, I've called the message, without vision you dot, dot, dot. In other words, we, we take it for granted that we're on the earth and we're sort of living our lives. But what you need to have is not a survival strategy. You need to have a mission strategy. Uh, we are not here to survive. 
We are over-designed if we're here to survive. God didn't, he could have made a very simple model. What we needed was instincts. We didn't need imagination, creativity, calculation. We could have just, if that was, no, God's called us for a reason. He invented us and designed us for a reason. Not to survive, but to make a difference. The truth is, it's not when we die that matters as much as what we did while we were alive. That's what God's called us to do. And that's all to do with vision. And, uh, and without vision, you dot, dot, dot. In other words, vision is extremely important for us to move forward. And it's not complicated. Vision is, is sort of having a picture of who you want to be, where you want to go, and what you want to achieve. All right? That's all vision is. It's not complicated. You don't need to know all the details. I mean, I wish God would give us all the details. When I hear the voice of God, it's a wonderful thing, but I'd rather him send me an email with clarity so I know exactly what he wants me to do but it doesn't work like that he says throw roll your thoughts upon him and he will make your paths clear and so there's this concept though our responsibilities have a bit of a picture of where we want to go who we want to be what we want to achieve in our lives we mightn't see the end result or the, the product at the end, but there's got to be a vision in our hearts because without vision, terrible things happen. And the Bible has very clear warnings about what happens when we don't have vision for our future. In other words, if you're sitting here today with no concept of who you want to be, what God's called you to do, what you want to end up looking like at the end of your day or, or the mission that you're on, then there's a clear warning from the Bible. Proverbs 29 verse 18 in the, in the ASV version says this. It says, where there is no vision, my people cast off restraint. Warning number one is where there is no vision, people cast off restraint. All right, so if you don't have vision for your life, you're going to cast off restraint. I, I would take it that a number of people throughout COVID lost vision for their faith in their church life, and now they've cast off restraint. All right, that's number one. The, the first thing is there's no vision, people cast off restraint. Now, that's in the ASV version, but in different translations, there are different versions, there are different translations. So in another version, it says, where there is no vision, my people wander aimlessly. So people without vision, they cast off restraint or they wander aimlessly. And again, people that lost their vision through COVID are now wandering aimlessly. Right? That's a warning. If without vision, you're going to wander aimlessly. And the third translation makes it sort of really complete in what it's trying to say. It says this, without vision, my people perish. They perish. That means they might be alive, but they have no life left in them. So there's this very clear warning. Now, they're all a little bit different, but they're all going in the same direction. They're all warnings to us. If we don't have vision, you're going to wander aimlessly. You're going to cast off restraint. And at the end of the day, you might be alive, but you're perishing on the inside. Um, if you remember the account of the Israelites, God gave them a, prom a promise when, they, when he freed them out of Egypt. He gave them a promise of the, the promised land. And the promised land was a, a land of bounty and beauty. It was, the, it was the future for the Israelite nation. And God set them free out of Egypt. And they started to move towards their promise or their, 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 the place God had for them. Uh, and unfortunately, in that, 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 that time of, of probably toughness, of not sure what's going on, where we're going, they lose their vision for the promised land. And it's very clear from Scripture how they start to lose it. The first thing that happens is they cast off restraint. Now, <laughs> they, God pulls them out of Egypt. 
They're standing in front of the Red Sea. Moses stands before them, puts his hands up, and he, the Red Sea splits in half. There's a pathway down the middle of the Red Sea that God is going to deliver them through. I, I don't know about you, but I think that is a reasonable miracle. I mean, if we saw just, I mean, if we saw any creek, if Carolina parted a puddle, <laughs> she the one. But the Red Sea, you would think that would be enough to say, God is with us. You know, within a short amount of time after they split the Red Sea, they decided to build a golden calf to another God. They decided to go back into debauchery and have wild orchards and do all different things that are happening. They'd given up. I want to tell you, it's not that they didn't love God, they lost vision. And when you lose vision, you cast off restraint. When you lose vision, you cast off restraint. And then you know the rest of the story. They wandered aimlessly for 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years. And yet it was, a, it was a trip that should have taken 18 months to two years to get to. And they wandered aimlessly for 40 years. In other words, what happens is if you don't have vision, if you lose your vision, you will wander aimlessly in life. And then, of course, if you know the end of the story, most of them perished in the wilderness. There was only a few that made it into the promised land. So they perished. They cast off restraint. They wandered aimlessly and they perished. And yet they saw the miracles of God. Aren't you glad we're not that stupid? <laughs> Silly Israelites. How foolish are they to see the miracles of God and still wander aimlessly, cast off restraint and eventually perish. So I'm looking at these scriptures and the account of the Israelites and I figured this, and if they're the results of no vision, that you cast off restraint, uh, if they're the results of no vision, you wander aimlessly, if they're the, the results of no vision is to perish, then I'm thinking to myself, well, the opposite would be true. So if we have vision, if we're getting a, a bit of a picture of who we want to be, what we're called to do, where we're meant to go, then if we've got vision, what's going to happen? You're going to cast on restraint. Not cast it off, but cast it on. You won't wander aimlessly through life. You'll live with direction and purpose for the plans of God. If you have vision, you won't perish, but you'll have life eternal and life abundant. So with vision, three things happen. That's what I want to speak to you today about. Number one is this. Your vision dictates your actions. <laughs> I want you to hear this. Your vision dictates your actions. No vision, you cast off restraint. With vision, you're more disciplined in place to move forward. Uh, like I said, it, no vision, the Israelites built a golden calf. Uh, Peter, uh, the, the apostle I just spoke about, man, he, when Jesus gets captured, he loses vision and he denies Jesus three times. One of his best friends, he denies him. Why? Did he, did he not love Jesus? No, he loved Jesus, but he lost vision. Yeah. And when you lose vision, you cast off restraint. Judas was Jesus' best friend to start with. He was the original one that they were going to do this thing of change the world. And somehow the plan that Judas had to be the treasurer of Israel or, the, uh, or one of the great princes of Israel, he started to, to see that that wasn't going to happen. This wasn't the plan anymore. And because he lost his vision for the kingdom, he sold out his best friend for 30 pieces of silver. 
You see, without vision, it's not about not loving Jesus. It's about casting off restraint. God's plan to deal with sin, listen to this, for you and I, God's plan to help us be all that we're meant to be is not law, it's vision. It's not law. I mean, the whole, the whole Old Testament is a law. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt do this, shalt do this, don't do that, don't do that. It fails so miserably, God had to send a Savior. So the law doesn't work. As a matter of fact, I think the law, legalism, doesn't stop us from sinning. I got this horrible feeling it actually draws us towards sin. It's almost like when we're told we can't or we shouldn't. There's a sense of, I will. It's like Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They had everything at their disposal. I mean, if God gives you a garden, it's in pretty good condition. They've got everything they want, and he says, there's just one tree. Just one tree. It's like saying to the kids at Christmas, don't touch that present. And all of a sudden, else, everything else becomes... Yep. And it's that fallenness in humanity where, where, where the, 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 sin, the, the law tends us to make... And then and they touch the thing and they, they do it. I mean, uh, driving up here today, the, uh, the speed signs on some of the roads are 60 kilometers an hour. That tells me I can get away with doing about 70 without getting into too much trouble. <laughs> and we're the Christians. We have a value system. And yet the law still tempts us to sin. It's the Lord never stopped anybody from sinning. You know what a green light, it means go. You know what a yellow light means? It means speed up. And you know what a red light means? It means stop. But the lights have no power to stop you. What stops you is a vision of the photo coming in the mail. <laughs> this is how it works. So you, you will not be a strong Christian just because you don't want to do something wrong. It's not enough to love Jesus. Loving Jesus will not stop you sinning. <coughs> Lack of vision will cause you to sin, vision will stop you from sinning. If I was to paint this pulpit uh, with fresh paint and put it in the foyer and put a, si a sign on it that said, don't touch, wet paint, that's going to happen all day. Oh yeah, so it is. <laughs> so it is. You see, it's so important we realize that if we're going to stay the course, make the distance, be the people that God wants us to be, loving Jesus is not enough. You've got to have a vision. You've got to have a mission. You've got to have a purpose, a reason, more than it should not or thou shalt not. You know, bringing up teenage boys, and if you've had teenage boys, you'll know that when they get to 13 or 14, uh, that they can't bathe or have showers. Um, because their skin melts off. So they avoid water at all costs. All right. And I remember the, the fights that Lee would have with our boys, you know. Get in the shower, get clean. Fathers, we don't care. 
we don't care what grows in their hair, let them die in their rooms, it doesn't matter to me. They don't want to shower too bad. But mothers, no, you get in that shower, you get clean. And through the door, you'd hear the shower come on, and she would stand at the door and say, no, get under the shower. And it's so funny because this law of getting clean was so powerful and so directed. And, and then one day, one of my boys has a two-hour shower. Comes out and asks to use my aftershave. What has happened? What changed? I'll tell you what happened. He had a vision. <laughs> well, he saw a vision. A UFO. An unidentified female object. <laughs> and in what three years of law couldn't change, one vision changed it like that. <laughs> you see, we're motivated not by law, but by vision. We're made of a, we're made of a, not what we should not do, but what we should do, or what takes us forward. You see, great sports people can't be great sports people because they are under the law of a coach. Great sports people are sports people because they have a vision to be the very best. It's not because it's a rule or a law. You can't make great sports people train. It doesn't matter how much you yell at them. They've got to want to be. They've got to want to be. And it's the vision that holds them tight. And once they lose the vision, it's the same with everybody. They cast off restraint. It's the same with us. Vision causes discipline, and discipline pushes you towards your vision. Today, to be a godly person, to be a believer that doesn't just love Jesus but acts like they love Jesus, you've got to have vision in your heart. Who are you? Where are you going? Who do you want to be? What are you going to do? What does God want you to do? That's vision. Make sure we see it. Second thing, vision dictates your direction in life. Vision dictates not just your actions as a believer, but your direction. No vision, you wander aimlessly, but with vision, you have direction and purpose. And you know, when I first became a believer uh, at the age of 27, uh, I first became a believer. The, the, the thing that, that stirred my heart up, because before I believed in Jesus, I thought we, we, we're born, uh, we live this life, whatever that meant, and we die. It was all finished. And when I got born again, something came alive in me that said, you were made for a purpose that you have a reason to be here. You're not just somebody's dream or, or thought pattern. No, no, you're a God creation. And from that very day, I've been on a mission to unmistakably influence my world for good and for God. And that helps me have purpose in my life and a direction in my life. See, imagine getting into a taxi cab in New York City and say to the driver, take me. That's what I'm saying. Take me. You know he will, for every dollar you have. Now, the, the, the scenario of this story is that you get in the cab, you say, take me, it's going to cost you a, a lot of money, you're going to use up a lot of time and end up nowhere in particular. You know what the sad thing is? That's how most people do their life. They use up a lot of time, they spend a lot of money, and end up nowhere in particular. They've done nothing, achieved nothing, been nothing. They've just survived. So important we understand that vision gives us purpose and direction. That we're on a track. We're going towards a certain function. We're going to a, a, on a journey to a certain place. Can I tell you, I mentioned it earlier, 
being dissatisfied with your current reality doesn't mean you will change. All right? Most people that I know that are dissatisfied with their current reality, all they do is complain. I wish I could be this, I should be that, I want to be that, I want to do that. So what moves us to change is a clear picture of what we want, not a picture of what we don't want. And too many people are set on what they don't want rather than looking at what they do want. And looking at what you don't want is not powerful enough to get you to change. Many people that want to lose weight, you know, or get out of debt. Um, it's just saying I want to get back to zero. Um, I, I want to lose 10 kilos. Well, that's a wonderful thing. But I know if that's all there is in your, in your, in your mindset, that you'll lose it, you'll find it. You'll lose it, you'll find it, you'll lose it, you'll find it. And, and even getting back to zero, like I just want to get out of debt, it's not, enough, not a strong enough motivation to move you forward. You don't, you don't want to know what you don't want, you've got to know what you do want. That I, I want to be wealthy enough that I can look after my family. I can be a, a, a significant giver to the kingdom of God. I can make a difference in the community around me. See, that's what vision is. Vision is not getting back to zero. Vision's being clear on not what you don't want, it's being clear on what you do want. And if you've got vision, you start to live your life with direction. You, you get up in the morning with direction. There's a reason. And even if you're retired from your job, do not retire in your heart. All right? Do not give up in here. And say, you know, I, that's my greatest fear of, of, of retiring. And, and, and I'm not that it will ever happen to me. I, I, I die first. But uh, I, I could not imagine getting up and going, well, I wonder what I'm going to do today. Yeah. Take me home, Jesus. And even when I get to an age where I'm no longer doing what I'm doing now, I'm going to get up with a purpose and a dream in my heart to do something for somebody, yeah. to make a difference somewhere. And as much as I love playing golf, I can't do it seven days a week. It's not my purpose. Your purpose, your vision, creates your direction in life. Without it, we give in and give up. Yeah. See, with no vision, challenges and problems become walls, not stepping stones. Wow. They become excuses, not opportunities. Wow. Life gets too hard without vision because there will be issues come your way. Life is full of challenges and problems. As a matter of fact, I know this will be the truth. I've been on the planet a long time now. And uh, you go from one problem to another, to another, <laughs> to another. You have a gap every now and then. There's a break. You'll get to breathe. Then there's another problem, another challenge. I just want to encourage you all today. <laughs> and how you deal with those things is all determined whether you have vision or not. No vision, you give up, give in. It becomes an excuse, not an opportunity. So with vision, it's so important that we have this thing. It starts to move us with direction and purpose in the right place. See, without it, we give in or give up. Imagine if Pastor Carolina got up here next week and said, I've got to let you know, the Antichrist is winning. The church has had it. Miracles and healing are done with. There's no hope. Run to the hills. Now let's receive the offering. <laughs> Who's given to that? You're not given to that. You're not one's involved. Like, be involved in what? Because without vision, you wander aimlessly. With vision, you cast on restraint 
and you move in the direction God's called you to. Your choice. What do you want to do? Do you want to survive or do you want to make a difference while we're here? No vision, why bother? There's no reason to get involved, to give, to believe. See, the truth is we live by design or by default. We live by design. You either design your future or you move into your future by default. See, the future is not a place you go. It's a place you create. And what you do now decides what your future will look like. And if you want to live by happenstance, okay, sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. If you want to live by don't worry, be happy, well, then good luck with that. But if you live with purpose, mission, and vision, you'll give, live life with direction. You'll move into the future you've always wanted. And the third thing is vision dictates your direction. And then the third thing is vision dictates your distance. No vision, my people perish. With vision, you have life, life abundantly. See, the saddest thing that I see is that all that live die, but not all that die have lived. In other words, they've not seen their possibility, their purpose, their mission. They've, they've wandered through life, unfortunately. And it's almost like they're alive, but they're dead on the inside. You know, like, there's so many series now about zombies and movies, and I love them. Because they just show this, this generation of people that are alive, but they're dead. It's almost like the world is they're alive, but they're, yeah. they're dead. And, and, and it's easier to take them out because they're zombies. And in the church, they're, they're, people like that. They're alive, but they're dead. On, you know, they're almost like the frozen chosen. They're alive, but they're dead. And it's all to do, not because they don't love Jesus, it's because they lack vision. Because without vision, you will perish. You'll, you'll perish in your wilderness. You'll perish in those places. Matthew chapter 16, verse 25 says this. For whoever desires to save... I want you to hear, see, read this with me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Now, what does that mean? Do you know people will not give in the offering today because they're trying to save their life? I mean, if they give that in the offering, how is Pizza Hut going to survive? They're trying to save their life. People won't get involved with kingdom purposes because I'm, I'm busy. I, I haven't got enough time, so they're trying to save their life. People don't get on airplanes because they're trying to save their life. They're, they're afraid of flying. But they're trying to save it. I tell people, don't be afraid of flying. Be afraid of crashing. <laughs> flying is not the issue. It's crashing is the issue. But people, they don't step out because they're trying to save their life. They don't do things because they're trying to save their life. And here the kingdom's warning us. For Jesus said, for whoever desires to save his life, well, what happens to it if you try and save it? You don't have it, you lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, Jesus says. In other words, who gives up for my sake. In other words, if you follow what I tell you to do, you're not going to lose your life, you're going to find the life you've always wanted. That's why you've got to trust what the Bible says. God's not trying to get, when you're given, he's not trying to get something off of you, he's trying to get something to you. But with no vision, we, we give up on things. 
Vision gives you a reason to keep going, to keep believing, to keep moving forward. So it's important to understand that if we just get up to today, tomorrow, and just hope it all works out and wonder what's going to happen next week, if we're not aiming for something, if we're not becoming something, if we're not asking God what He wants of us or what He wants us to be and do, we're like the Israelites. You're going to wander around your wilderness. You're going to cast off restraint, and eventually you're going to perish in the wilderness. You might make it to heaven, but you've not been the person that God's called you to be. Without vision, you dot, dot, dot. But with vision, with vision, everything changes. Everything changes. When I um, finished high school in 1974, who was alive then? Eight of us. <laughs> they are... Uh, used to grade me. You know, I, I, I wasn't incredibly studious. I was a football player and I loved school because I played football but I was smart enough to, to, to do well at school, to cram at the last moment. I was able to get into law school. I never went. I went surfing instead but I could have gone. And um, I remember they, they wrote a little comment on your years of being at school, the headmaster, and this is what was written on mine. It said, Mark, will do really well at whatever he wants to do. Isn't that true, though? Whatever you have vision for is where your heart goes and your energies. But without vision, you'll not succeed in any particular place. Vision dictates your distance, your actions, and your discipline. What do you see for your future? You've got some visible targets, some ideas, some concepts you're aiming towards. What's God calling you to do this year and beyond? If you're not sure, then connect to people that have vision and commit to them as you'll see God unleash those potential upon you as you commit to other people's vision. That's a word from the Lord for somebody today. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message inspires you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Go ahead and share it with a friend. And can I invite you to connect with us on one of our many social media platforms as well. Most importantly, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to say congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We'd love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services around the world this Sunday. And you can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We would be so thrilled to see you there.